wanted it. Here you go. Let's start the show. Another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Thailand Omar Taylor. Yo, it is a never in Fuego day in the hottest city in the world. We're talking, it's October 13th. It is already, talk about a day, a high of 91, lows of lows of about 80. Sorry, I think it said 78 the lows was today. It was partly cloudy day. Lots of sunshine in the mist. This is season six. Episode 32, excerpt 225 of the Ma T Sports Podcast. Listen, I already know what's going on. We're going to get into your fantasy woes. So you're going to tell me today, what is your fear to seize? Then we got to talk about this draft board that's already out there. And apparently, this Lakers historic chatter has already begun. But, you know what I say. Regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. You play to win the game. Hello? It's always a good time to talk some sports. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My team... Sports. I'm getting right into it. First of all, first of all, first things first. Listen, you guys, you guys need to stop. I'm not trying to sit here for a whole entire week and bash LeBron. I'm not going to sit here for a whole entire week and bash the Lakers. But right now, Lakers fans, Heat fans, Cowboys fans, Yankees fans, who else Who else, Who else? else took a big L? Like, if, if you were let down by your team this past weekend or this past week, you call me. You you call up to the podcast. I, I got you. We're going to do a therapy session. I'm, we're going to go ahead and stroke the ego for you for a little pause. But we're going to make everybody feel better. We're going we're gonna to console you guys. Call up to the Mighty Sports Podcast. But it's already begun. It's already begun. The historic talk. Where does this put LeBron James? Where does this rank amongst greatest victories? Where do we put... They've already started frothing at the mouth trying to place this in this place in history. So the first statement that's already come out that this is an historic win for the Lakers. And I and I had to sit back. I had to digest that. Excuse me. Kind of like that. Like 2.5 seconds. And I realized like, oh, okay. This is an historic win for the Lakers. I get it. Because you've officially tied the Boston Celtics for most championships in NBA history. So now if you look at the history books, 
The Boston Celtics now have 17 championship wins, victories, championships. And the LA Lakers now have 17 championships. Now, to, to even take it further, the person that helped the, the, the Boston Celtics surpass the Lakers from, to go from 16 to 17 was Roger Rondo. He was on that Boston Celtics team. And then the guy that helped the, the Lakers tie the, the Boston Celtics for that 17th win was also Rajo Rondo. So, once again, as I kept as I, as I said this last week, one of the people that I came back having a big, 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 huge amount of respect for after the end of these playoff run, one of them was Rajo Rondo. So, big up, big up. to Rondo making the kind of history that nobody else can make. Who can say that they that they both were responsible for helping a team win a historic amount of championships? I don't think I don't think there's anybody in the world that can say that. Roger Rondo may be in a category all by himself. And he is in a category all by himself because he isn't just he didn't just help them win a championship to go for both of them to make it to their 17th victory. He is the only player in NBA history to win a championship with both the Lakers and the Celtics. So go think about all of the Lakers history of Hall of Famers. Go think about the Boston Celtics handful players of Hall of Famers. And None of them have ever won a championship on their opposing team. Now, that may also be because for a very long time, switching teams was not a common thing. Like, like, like you understand? Like, 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 people were switch, like, people were switching teams, not like they switched sex partners, which I got no problem with. At least the sex partners part. <laughs> but, you see, this, this, is, this is why that, that wasn't so common. And even when players did switch teams... People, the players that usually play for the Boston Celtics and won rings never ever wanted to go play for the Lakers or won rings with the Lakers. And the players that usually won ring of the Lakers never ever wanted to go play with the Boston Celtics. Now, this has happened to be a rare phenomenon where the guy that was in the Boston Celtics beefing with LeBron James ended up getting a call from LeBron James himself. It was like, yo, I need your help, B. I need to get this ring, man. Come on, like, like come to L.A. I got these two cheeseburgers. Come on, come on, Rondo. Come on, come to the team. I'll suck your dick. Rondo was like, well, that's what friends are for. <laughs> Listen, don't, don't blame me for what I say. <laughs> but they've started. They've begun. And you already know that when they calling this the Lakers' historic victory, historic championship, while the only place that it could be historic is the fact that they've tied the Boston Celtics for 17, you already know what they're trying to do. You already know that they're trying, they're trying to layer some added shit on there so they can fluff up LeBron James's career. Well, listen... It's not to say that LeBron James isn't great, but we have to get some substance in here for at some point in time. Like, before this victory, LeBron James was three for nine. I know you guys are saying, like, listen, he made it there nine times. Basically, he was here for a whole decade. But three for nine is only good when it comes to batting averages. And we ain't playing baseball here. Like, like even, even... Like, even the magic man, the magic man, the magic man, even the magic man himself, Magic Johnson, for the five that he won, or the four that, was it four or five? The four that he won. He was there nine times, but he also battled AIDS while doing it. And Magic won from his rookie year. Day one, stepped on the court like you're on the magic man. Ran point for the Lakers, turned them into the Lake Show. Then when they made it to the championship and his Hall of Fame center went down, Magic at point guard played center and performed the famous sky hook to help his team win. 
I ask again, who was LeBron made better? Who was LeBron ever stopped that was great from getting a ring? Now we're not saying that LeBron is, is, is like LeBron is great. Like, 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 you understand, but but when it comes to these gods of the games, of the game, LeBron has leprechaun arms. Like, I'm sorry, like, like he's GOAT. He's a, he is great. But when it comes to these to the to these ghosts that we're really talking about. He has leprechaun arms. Like, like, what he does is magically delicious, but his arms are too short to box with gods. Like, like, I'm sorry. It's a good show. We appreciate the rainbow. You can keep chasing the rainbow all you want. I don't think you guys understand. Like, I should be, I should, I should start doing battle rap. I'm gonna start reversing like battle rappers. I said that that he, he has leprechaun tendencies. You know, that, <laughs> that while his shit may be magically delicious, his arms are too short to box. I, I, I can't fuck with you guys. Now let's let's go to the next topic. I'm over here trying to give you guys bars, and you want sports. <laughs> Nick Cannon still got his show. He need to hire me. Let me let, let me do the wildin' out sports topics. <clears throat> but they've started, and 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 they're trying to and they're trying to place LeBron James in a place in history where he he is he's he's not quite there, but he is somewhere. He is definitely like, you understand. He won't. Even, LeBron James will find out. Will, will make will, will be hard pressed to make it into the starting five of the Lakers of all of starting Lakers of all time. Like, that's how deep the Lakers have been. So, when you've always taken the path of least resistance, when you've always stacked your team, when you've always made sure that it's in your favor, that winning is in your favor, three for nine or four for ten isn't good numbers. If you have the answers to the test, how the fuck don't you have a passing average? Because if you did, then maybe, maybe, them arms would have grown a little bit longer. Maybe you could have worked on that reach. Maybe you could have stepped inside the booth, you know what I mean, take off your blazer, step inside the booth. You guys understand what I'm trying to say. Step inside the booth and loosen up the top. Superman is alive. Maybe he could have put his cape on. But nah, I'm sorry. Right now you're looking like Lex Luger. Like you're looking like Lex Luthor. Like you do all of this maniacal shit to make sure that you win. And you really what happens when you come up against the real man of steel, you just end up falling short every single time. Like, yeah, you may come up with a with a sweet victory every once in a while, you know, bust out some kryptonite for somebody, but how long does that last? I'm gonna take a quick break. When we come back, this is really for you ladies. So, if you're having fantasy problems, I want you guys to be ready for this next topic because ladies, in this next segment, we gonna get into your fantasy. Go ahead and sit back and enjoy this one. I want you all to remember. That's the sexy voice. The change you want <laughs> begins with you. Your vote matters. So don't just register to vote. Go out and vote. And begin making the change you want. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the one and only Dollar Tomar Taylor. That last segment was brought to you by Vote. Get out and vote. That's, that's what we got there. But, but that's already told you, ladies. Like this, this is basically your fantasy section. This this is the time where we're going to talk fantasy. Because you know what? We are just about five weeks into football. And you know what? We're having some problems here. You're having some problems here. Not only has bye weeks have started, not only are there injuries that are starting to take place, but you also got these COVID to be determined games. So if you've been playing fantasy this year, I want to give you a big fat Big up, big up. Because this has probably been harder than playing basketball in the bubble. For real, for real, for real, for real. So, so ladies, this is for you strictly, listen, fellas, 
Listen, you, you can do the fantasy. You, this, you guys like fantasy too, but this is for my women's fantasy league. So if you guys don't know, I run an all women's fantasy football league. Sent a request to be on your live video. Oh, okay. Let's see here. Who is this? Who is this? Who we got here? Who we got here? Who we got here? See, I don't, I don't got the prop. I wasn't ready for this. You caught me off guard, B. I don't have the proper audio equipment to bring in somebody from IG right now. And I don't know if I have it on here right now with me. So we're going to have to wait. So, ladies, without any further ado, this is your time. The Mighty Fantasy Football Tips. Not winning tips, just tips. 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 Just the tip? Just the tip. Just the tip. Let's just say what I want involves much more than just the tips. Just the tips. What I want is much more than just the tips. Alrighty. The mighty fantasy football tips. Listen, I don't know if this is going to help you win, but just the tip, ladies. Just the tips. So, if you catch yourself running into a lot of fantasy football pods, and I have to give a big shout out to my fantasy football league. So in the mighty women's fantasy football league, hashtag MYTFSML, I know it's a lot. Go ahead, so go ahead and look it up, right? We have a three-way lock in first place between Candid Rose, one by, um, ran by Mia, Team Velez. I won't let you, hey, I know she, I know Team Velez isn't watching. I'm going to talk to her. I'm going to talk to your mama on this one. Mo, let your daughter know that her team has a whack-ass name, okay? We don't need any whack-ass players. Like, actually, don't tell her whack-ass players that she may go look up the whack video, and we don't need that They're just, just, just clocking her church going mild. But, but let her know no whack-ass names in the Fantasy Football League. Team, what the fuck is a Team Velez? Fix that shit. Teo Chocolate, service announcement, out. And also, in a, also with a 3-1 record, we also got G-Lady in town. As, as you can see, she's a Giants fan, apparently. We don't know who the fuck Team Velez is a fan. I guess Team Velez is just a fan of Team Velez. They're all stuck with a 3-1 with a three league. And, 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 I, and I've looked over some of these. I've looked over some of these, some of these teams. And you ladies need some help. I am surprised. I am surprised. There are so many good players left in your league. But my women's league is a women's league for a reason. This is a league filled with individuals that they know stuff about football. They don't know enough about football. Like, they're kind of new to football, but they're kind of old to football. Like, you understand? There's going to be a lot of I don't know what the fuck I'm doing is going on. But it's across the board, which means that the, the playing field is even. If everybody don't know what the fuck they're doing, then guess what? You all got, you all are good. You all can fuck it up together. Fuck it, check. Fuck up, check. Fuck up, check. <laughs> and then sitting in second place, we got like three players tied for two for two. We got Dabs Crespo and 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 who is this? Um, oh, Tua and Team Tua got a tongue twister. Team Crespo, I'ma let you know as well. I'ma let your husband know when I see him tomorrow night at 8:07 p.m. Your team has a whack ass name. We don't need any whack ass players in our league. Fix that name. What the fuck is a Team Crespo? Crispy ass name. Change that shit. <laughs> this is what I do as a league commissioner. You guys don't understand, like, the plights and the problem that it takes to be a league commissioner. Like, you guys don't understand my problem. Like, 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 yeah, you think Roger Goodell has it hard? No. Like, like, try read, try, try trying to deal with, with, with 16 drunken motherfuckers all the time. Especially with eight of them are women. Like, like, you do that shit. Roger Goodell has it easy. My job is hard, hard I say. But I'm gonna make your fantasy football life a little bit easier, hopefully. So, if you're looking for players, let's go ahead and 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 and, and take this little trip down. There's something like a like a fantasy football tutorial, at at at, at of sorts. What you're gonna wanna do if you're looking for a good player, whether it's a quarterback, whether it's a running back, whether it's a wide receiver, whether it's a defense, is a kicker. First, understand the kind of league that you're in. If you're in a league, wait, CEO of curls. I didn't. I just realized that you that you have the CEO of curls on you. 
<laughs> or your name Taz. Shout out to the CEO of Curls. Big up, big up. But the first thing you're gonna wanna do, if you is know the league that you're playing in. If you feel like you're playing in a league filled with dogs, then you know what? You may not have a lot of players left. You're gonna really have to start doing some scouring. You're gonna have to start doing some digging. But if if you're if you're in a league that, you know what? Maybe they don't know everybody doesn't quite know what they're doing. Maybe everybody's a little iffy. Start with the very first thing. Go with some of the names that you know that should work. Go with some of these starters that you know that should work. Ben Roethlisberger should not. Is that Taz here? Yeah, we got Taz on here. Taz, we got the goods on here as well. <laughs> Let's let you know, good. I don't know if you ever heard this dude, the goods, the battle rapper. One of my favorite battle rappers. One of my favorite battle rappers, a dude called the goods. But... <clears throat> If you, so if you guys have never if you guys have never looked them up or, or listened to them, go um, it's, it's it's spelled with a Z the, the battle rapper but, but go look him up like like he he will definitely he would he would he he'll definitely entice your love for a little bit of battle rap he he, he has a, he has a style and 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 a, and a presence that that's, that's to be respected <laughs> literally <laughs> it's a style that commands respect <laughs> but your fantasy football team isn't gonna command respect. I was battling rapper for like two weeks on. <laughs> he was eating niggas. <laughs> Listen, well, wait, wait. you you I remember you used battle. Wait, that's two weeks ago. That's not early COVID day. That was recent. What? What? Let me let me find out. You you was out you was out here giving them giving them niggas work out here, Taz. Let's go over here kicking kick, kick straight bars. Surf rock. Yo, those those dudes are those are nice too. Um 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 um. Rock is the dude. He has that. He always he always. Rock is the dude. He always, he has that gunplay. He always he always does that gun talk. That gun talk. Goods Goods and Rock had a had a had a battle. That was it was pretty. It was it was it was real proper. Real real proper. <laughs> I listen. I do be MIA like a motherfucker, but because like my, my schedule don't stop. Like like like. You would feel like I, you would feel like I, I would have a lot more time to do shit, but I keep adding more shit onto my plate, and I don't have time to watch. So basically, I'm gonna be done with the podcast. I'm gonna try to get a bike ride in, which which means when I get the bike ride, and I may I may pop into the podcast then so I can start listening. But we, listen, if we can schedule a show. We can schedule a show. We, I can get I, I can get some shit scheduled in, but I got I just gotta know. <laughs> and then I, and then when I come back from the bike ride, I'm gonna take a shower. It's gonna be lunchtime, and then I'm gonna pop my ass right back here in front of the computer, and. I got both. I got Instagram or Twitter, but probably Instagram is better. Mighty Sports. And and then after this, I'm gonna be sitting my ass right back here for like the next five hours trying to do this fucking IT course because I'm paying for this motherfucker. I'm trying to get this shit done. And I'm, and by the time shit fully opens up in not just Florida because I feel like Florida opened up to shut back down again. But by the time shit opens back up fully, I'm gonna see if I can get myself in a whole different side of career field where I don't have to be stuck talking to motherfuckers all day long. Like, okay, uh huh, okay. Wait, I'm sorry. What what? I gotta oh, I gotta talk like I'm smiling. Uh, okay, all right, uh, we got it. Uh, oh sure, no problem. All right, Betty, we'll make sure you get we get, we get you your prenatals. Good luck in the pregnancy for the fifteenth time. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get back. Let's get back to to to, the, to these top five dylons, 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 and dylons. Because you're trying to survive your fantasy. You're, you're trying to survive your fantasy football league. And in your fantasy football league, if you're playing in a league, so I'm talking to you, ladies, right? So so I don't, I'm not trying to say I'm, I'm not trying to single out anybody. So I'm basically talking to you, ladies, first in my women's fantasy football league. Stop being cute. Don't be the New York Yankees in game two versus the Tampa Bay Rays. There's no reason to be cute in fantasy football. I've literally had people win a fantasy football league by just putting in who was going to score the most points that week. But now you're dealing with injuries and you're dealing <laughs> and you're dealing with and, and you're dealing with, uh, with some of the unknowns. Go and get the players that should be players. So what I want you to do, ladies, go to the player section. Go to the player section and start sorting all available players. And look, and, and then hit the little drop-down menu there and hit on and hit on research. 
And if any of these players are owned in 80% of the leagues and more, and they aren't one of your rosters, you're fucking up. That's the best advice I can give y'all. Because the first thing I did when I looked at your league, I just saw name after name after name after name. I was like, good God almighty, how the hell are all these players available in one league? Then I had to remember your league. God bless your hearts. <laughs> but that is the first thing you're going to want to do. That is the very first thing you're going to want to find yourself doing. Go pick up the guys that belong on teams. Don't get cute. Basically, Jay, I don't care if you're an FSU fan. Jameis Winston should not be on your team. And I'm going to leave it like that. Go get real players. <laughs> you understand? Ryan Fitzpatrick is out there for, for consumption. Listen, I know... I'm going to talk about the real Ryan Fitzpatrick. And when I, and when I said Jameis Winston, you guys understand the difference. Ryan Fitzpatrick is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Jameis Winston is Jameis Winston. But Jameis Winston is also Ryan Fitzpatrick Jr. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is also Jameis Winston Sr. Don't get the two confused. I'm actually talking about them by real name. Ryan Fitzpatrick, a.k.a. Jameis Winston Sr. He's available out there. And I know that you're talking about, listen, that fits magic. It fizzles out sometimes. Sometimes it's just not quite what you want it to be. But he's there for you. Ryan Fitzpatrick is available in nine is on is, is available in 81% of leagues. 81. So if you had Dick Prescott and, 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 and he turned the ankle on you, if you if you had Cam Newton and he and, and he got the black lung paw, <coughs> and you're looking for a quarterback. If you had Tyrod Taylor and, and, and you got poked the wrong way, Ryan Fitzpatrick is sitting there for you. Go look, go look up some of these quarterbacks. So this is, depending on what kind of quarterback you, you may be playing a quarterback carousel from week to week to week to week to week, but they're there. So let, so, whether, so whether it is that you find yourself a regular quarterback, and like I said, I'm willing to give Ryan Fitzpatrick that seal of approval because Ryan Fitzpatrick is one of them people that until he fucks up. He is gold. Like, he he may be fool's gold, but he's gold <laughs> until he fucks up. And in the moment he loses his job to Tua got a tongue twister, then you put in Tua got a tongue twister. Don't get cute. I don't need Yankees game two NLDS. ALDS. Shit still makes me sick. Assholes. The fuck you gonna let analytics run your shit, B? Like, you... Like you like, that's like not having any free thought. You're just going to let people dictate to you what the fuck you do your whole analytics. Fuck you. You're going to play a motherfucker for one inning. One inning because the analytics said, oh, they'll flip their lineup. Are they fucking retorted? And they were doing analytics before you were doing analytics. Like, how are you going to out-analytic the analytics? I don't got triggered again for this Yankee shit. I'm sorry. Like, like, I, I while the Heat fans like what may be contempt with with, with with how the Heat lost to the Lakers because they're like, oh, we just made it this far. And while a bunch of uh, and while Cowboy fans, you know, may, may be upset, you know, that they lost their, their their quarterback. I'm sorry. As a Yankees fan, I am perturbed. Like they had it the worst. Who had the worst week of them all? I'm gonna say the Yankees. I'm sorry, Cowboys fans. I'm sorry, Heat fans. I'm sorry, fans of whatever team that you that you think. I'm sorry, Atlanta Falcon fans. I'm sorry, Houston Texas fans. Your week has. Has not been worse than my Yankees. Because for my team, I expect greatness all the time. And for you to let these analytic bums come in here and shit all over your team. And then you wonder why the opposing team is playing your theme music when they whoop your ass. I need a V8. I need something to get me back straight. Like for real, like this is this is a tough week to be a sports fan. <laughs> Andy Dalton, the backup quarterback for the for the for the Cowboys. See, at least if you're a Cowboys fan, you're looking at your team. You know what? We still got a chance to make it to the playoffs. There's still a chance for the Yankees. There's no chance. There's no chance in hell. Just play Vince McMahon's music. 
This is a rap. But your fantasy football season may not be a rap. Look for these other quarterbacks. There's nuggets out there. We got Justin Herbert out there, the 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 quarterback for the for the for the Chargers. He he's worth a decent look from week to week. You got Derek Carr that's still available in at least did I see that right? Fifty there we go. Fifty-six percent of leagues. You still got Mustachio guarding guarding Minshew available. So depending on how deep your league is. Right? These are some gems that you may be able to find. Now, if you're in a league that nobody knows what the fuck they're doing, you guys got Ben Roethlisberger available. You got Garda Minshew available. You got Ryan Fitzpatrick available. How the hell is Steady, Steady Teddy Bridgewater still available in your... Ladies? Ladies? This is... I'm proud of you, ladies. I'm not gonna lie. More than anything, I'm proud of you. Because this is how I know that you are not have getting any help from the men in your lives. <laughs> like, like, this is, and, and this is what I wanted. I wanted you to go through the football minutia and fall in love with the ups and downs yourself. Oh, we talk, we're going to talk about those Raiders. But you know what? We're going to yap about these Raiders today, too. Because we're going to talk about the Raiders tomorrow as well. But we're going to get into them today because we were nervous. We, we were definitely nervous. We, we were definitely, definitely nervous about about that about that Rangers game, and, I, and I'm gonna tell you why in a second. But ladies, again, for all the ladies in my fantasy football league, I want to 100% thank you all, and I want to say that I am proud of you for playing this fantasy football league without any help whatsoever from any male figures in your life. I I've looked at your at your waiver wire to see available players, and I know for a fact none of you are getting help. None. And I thank you for keeping the integrity of the league. <laughs> but y'all gonna have to stop texting me on the side asking me for help. <laughs> Either listen to the podcast and get some generic help or go cheat, okay? <laughs> but I, I can't be the one. <laughs> I'm your commissioner for Christ's sake. I, I can't show favoritism. I'm going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into them Chargers. Them Raiders. And them Chiefs, is what I meant to say. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. And welcome back to the My Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one on Donald Omar Taylor. If you are still listening, I want to thank you for the many, 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 many ways that you are listening. Whether you're catching me live on Podbean Live, whether you're catching me live on the Gram, or you are on my website, mytsports.net, I appreciate any way that you decide to interact with the show live. If you couldn't catch the show live, I appreciate the I appreciate you taking the time out to re-listen to the show. I can't tell you about the many platforms that we have it on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Podbean, Pandora, but the easiest way to do it is just tell your smart speaker to play the latest episode of the Amazon Mike, Why Isn't Yankee, Tears and Tango Sports Podcast, and it will bring up the latest podcast, even within an hour after this one is produced and put up. Yeah, it's really that simple. So again, I do want to thank you again for listening. Now, as we jump back into where we were headed, because this has been a big sports week. So don't, don't forget again, the phone lines are open. So if you are uh, listening on Podbean, then yeah, the phone lines are open to you. 
Yankees fans, I want to hear you. Heat fans, I want to hear you. Cowboys fans, I want to hear you. Lakers fans, I'll deal with you. And, and I mean, I'll put up with you too. And LeBron fans, I'll tolerate you guys as well. This is your week. This is your moment in the sun. Cup, step up and shine. This is your moment to be like, Laker Nation, yeah, fuck yeah, LeBron James, he got another one. He got number four. Path of least resistance, R-E-S-P-E-Z Street. Because that's what it is. I've never seen an easier street in my life to championships. And you still got a losing record. Like, how the fuck? <laughs> like, I've never seen such tomfoolery in my life. Like, like how you feel with the ends? Like, this is the, that's the kid you used to be bad at in school. Like, how you feel and you cheated? Like, like, like that's just a different level of... Like, we used to look at that person in school at a different level of stupidity. Like, how you gonna, have a, how you gonna fail the test and you cheated? Like, 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 how you feel with an open book? Like, 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 <laughs> like, these are the kind of things that LeBron James does. That has us already talking about the draft because the NBA season is over. So, so now we're talking about now we're talking about draft, and I ain't gonna lie. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Something passed me that I didn't realize that I didn't realize passed, and it was 100 percent because. NBA basketball was on, and we had bubble basketball or basketball camp we really want to see. But it's something that, that generally takes place right after the NBA is done, and it's called the basketball tournament. And I just wanted to shout out to the basketball tournament. I'll, I'll give them a quick a quick talk about because this norm this, this tournament generally happens about a week or a week or two right after the NBA finals is done. And what you get is a bunch of um, high school players. Division one, two, three, however you want to, however you want to call it. From what I just saw this year, you even got former NBA players, high-level NBA players, actually this year, and Joe Johnson, who who joined that league. And as you know, in the past, Joe Johnson um joined the Big Three, and the same thing that happened in Joe Johnson when he played in the Big Three has happened when he played in the basketball tournament. That he played so well that people are like, how the fuck is Joe Johnson not on the, not, not on the team right now? But remember, they gave him a chance after that Big Three, and he didn't quite make it. Fell just a little bit short. So the basketball tournament, just to give you a little heads up, basketball tournament is a little tournament that pops like right around July-ish. And the way this tournament works is that it's like the, it's kind of like the NCAA, but basically this is this is this surpasses college. Um, you get about things. I think it's about like like thirty, like thirty-two teams, sixty-four teams, something of that nature, and they play a one-game elimination for a million dollars. That's it. The winning team just gets a, gets a million dollars. And it's a one-game elimination. And if you've never seen them play, this tournament, it's, it's, it's for, it'll be for all the reasons that if you love college basketball and you like the intensity of, of, of that, of that, of, of that, of that, of that finals tournament, that's that 64 bracket tournament, you'll love this. Because th this is, this is, this is grown bass players, <laughs> grown ass men. They're they're playing for actual money, and they play just as hard, if not harder than what we see in that tournament. And and that's really what it is. All the games are close. Every like even when the game, even when you see in half that a, that a team is down by twenty, in that third quarter, don't be surprised if that team is only down by five. Like it's always good basketball. So I thought the basketball tournament had already taken place, and played already. But it looked like that, no, nah, they're still, that they're still doing workouts. No, no, they announced it. Uh, application deadline, June 15th. Okay. So they already took all their applications. And I, I thought they, I'm sorry, initially I thought that they already had crowned the, crowned the champion um, earlier in July. But they may not have. They may have pushed it back. And that may be why that it, that it, that it crossed, that it, that it slipped my radar. Because I really wanted to see this tournament because the payout the the, not, not the payout for this tournament just makes the players play to a level that just makes it interesting we're talking about Jimmy Butler game five kind of kind of kind of kind of output of energy every single game just like <clears throat> for almost every single game The Atlanta Falcons. Is that who we wanted to talk about? The Atlanta Falcons. 
have found a way to lose every single game this season. And we're gonna talk. We're gonna go so hard into the Atlanta Falcons tomorrow that it, it makes almost no sense for me to want to bring them up today. But good God, man, I'm not. I am more shocked that it is taking this long for. And for 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 Alex's not Alex Smith, for Matt Ryan's job to be called for, or to even be questioned, then it's taken. Like I I am more shocked I, I I am more shocked that it's taken this long than to hear that that it's finally here. Because the fact that that Matt Ryan has gone unscathed as far as hot seats are concerned, as far as quarterbacks that need to win, or you're gonna question if they still consider if they still need to have a job. I was surprised that Matt Ryan has survived so long because even if you blame, even if you say that coaching is a problem, if Matt Ryan is the Hall of Fame quarterback that, that Atlanta and Atlanta Falcons are paying and holding in regards to, then even when you have bad coaching, he should still be able to get you to a couple to more victories this season than than what they have. Like the Atlanta Falcons have literally found a way to lose every single game. And listen, they're the only reason why the Cowboys had their first victory for for un, until last night, or until this past weekend. And. As unsur uns unsurprised as I am about the Atlanta Falcons, I'm even more, I'm even less surprised on the fact that Kansas City lost to the Raiders last night. I am much less surprised about that. Or over the weekend, I should say. I keep saying last night, because it's football on last night. We're going to have football on tonight, too. Like you, like, you realize we're still not done with week five. There's going to be football on tonight. And the reason we have football on tonight is because the Tennessee Titans, they have finally they have finally had two days of testing where some player has not popped up positive for COVID-19. So they're finally going to have their football game. So Buffalo and Tennessee is going to finally happen tonight. Buffalo and and they're both undefeated. So both of them are going to try to see if they can go ahead and if they if they can get if they can continue their undefeated season. I have a little bit more faith in Buffalo than I have Tennessee. Listen, if you talk about my whole entire crew that's, that, that, that comes through on Wednesdays, we were, we were a little all over the place when it, when, it came, when, it comes to, when it comes to this Buffalo and Tennessee game. But when it came to the Kansas City versus Las Vegas game, we were in lockstep. Unanimous decision across the board. Myself... My co-host, the automated picker 6000, my munchkin, Mark and Fluffy. All of them called in and got their picks off. And all six of us picked the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Las Vegas Raiders. And while the Raiders didn't look good last week, they looked like world beaters two weeks ago when we got a big dose of Waller. And while Kansas City Chiefs have been world beaters, they did start to look vulnerable starting about two weeks ago. <clears throat> so right around the time that the Las Vegas Raiders had just started to come into their light, the Kansas City Chiefs still haven't gotten their feet underneath them yet. Still could be what's considered... Still could be considered... Possibly from a still coming off of a Super Bowl hangover of sorts, right? But still winning because they're still that team and they're still that talented. But you saw the holes in their defense. I you saw that you saw that pressuring Patrick Mahomes isn't the best thing to do because he is one of those few quarterbacks that he plays better when you're pressuring him than when you're not pressuring him. Actually, for a speedy team, or for a team that relies on speed, pressuring them actually works in their favor because they are a speed team. 
Nobody understands better about having pure speed on your team and just coaching up speed and, and, and dealing with speedy talent and guarding speedy talent, regardless if it was this era or last era, nobody, I think, has more experience in that than John Gruden. And a lot of that wasn't even to his, like, uh, it wasn't even to, to, to what he wanted or, 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 or to his preference. John Gruden used to be a coach for the Oakland, for the Oakland Raiders, and the Oakland Raiders had an owner that believed in getting the fastest player in the draft. Like, you knew under Oakland's former owner, and, and, I'm, and his, name is, his name is slipping me because his son is, is running the ship right now. Well, you knew under, uh, under Oakland's former ownership that if you were a fast player, you had a good chance in the NBA, I mean the NFL, because the Oakland Raiders were going to pick you up. And when that theme was overly abundant for the Oakland Raiders, John Gruden was their head coach. So now when you play in a team like Patrick Mahomes, great down talent, you know, Tyreek Hill, speedy guy, you know, Kelsey, all these guys that they have, they figured out a way. They, they, they rushed four, and they dropped eight. Rushed four, dropped seven, had a spy. They, they consistently found a way to take away the quick hidden options from Patrick Mahomes. And listen, when they did decide to pressure him, guess what? He was perfect. That's how good he was. While he was struggling when you didn't pressure him, when you pressured him, he was perfect. Didn't miss a pass. Three of them. Three times they pressured him. Those three times, 95 yards and a touchdown. That's all it took. That's all it took. And even with the Oakland Raiders playing one of the most perfect games, they still... They still barely eked out that victory. Listen, it is it is it is being proven that when we are all unanimous in this studio, it is not usually a good outcome for that opposing um, for that team. I'm gonna start telling you guys that if you hear my room, right, like like this studio. become unanimous with a pick, I'm going to say you guys may want to start betting against it. Because the numbers are showing that, <laughs> unfortunately, these are the ones that, that, that don't... Like, now, granted, like, I think last, last week we had three that you were unanimous and only one of them failed. But you can see the writing on the wall and you can kind of see which one is on, on, the, on, on the verge of failing. Go ahead and... If, if we're unanimous here on the Mighty Sports Podcast, think about betting against us. I want to say you will, you will get a lot more money betting against a unanimous decision by us than you will be making money. I just have that feeling. I just have that feeling. Just like I have a feeling that the Buffalo Bills should come away with a victory today. And mainly because I understand that both teams have now had some time to rest and you finger like, okay, well, Buffalo's the one that's traveling and they're the one that's going through. Well, <clears throat> the Buffalo Bills aren't the one that was COVID-ridden. And that's part of the reason why I'm going to stick with Buffalo. Well, I shouldn't say that because we can't change our picks. What's the picks are, picks are locked in from last week. But that's the reason why I'm, I'm still even so much firmer in Buffalo coming with this victory. Automated pick of 6,000 picked, picked Tennessee, and also my niece picked Tennessee. Everybody else, we got Buffalo coming with this victory. I don't see that Buffalo... Buffalo just happens to be the healthier team. They're a good team. They have momentum. First half Buffalo, and I'll keep saying this. First half Buffalo is not the Buffalo that you bet against. Second half Buffalo is the Buffalo that you start to worry about. 
So what you're going to want to do as the season starts to progress, really start to pay attention to what kind of winter we're having. If we're having a warm winter, expect Buffalo to have a better half of their season. If we're going to have a cold, frigid winter, expect Buffalo to have a struggling season. These, this is just what happens. I, 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 don't, I don't make this up. I'm not, I'm not the one that, that, that puts out these odds. I'm not even the one that makes the weather for Buffalo or, 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 makes, or makes the players play bad in, in, in cold weather. I, I just see the patterns of what happens here. Just like there's a pattern going on in Seattle. As the Seattle Seahawks pulled away a very narrow 26 to 27 point victory over the Minnesota Vikings. And I, and it was and it was a very narrow victory. Like so much so that I'm, we're talking about Minnesota scores gives the ball back to Russell Wilson with just about a minute left in the game. They're down by a touchdown. 13 plays later, they're winning the game on a, who scored that game-winning touchdown? Who scored that game-winning touchdown? Let's take a quick look, see. There was a short six-yard touchdown pass to DK Metcalf, <laughs> and that's perfect because this play was also shot, this play, this 13-drive this play was also highlighted by DK Metcalf as he had a big 39-yard pass that helped get them into position to help score this point, to help, to help win this game. And not, not, not just score the point, but help win this game. And, and we have to highlight DK Metcalf. And I said, this was, this was so fitting that DK Metcalf is the one that caught the game-winning touchdown for the Seattle Seahawks. It is fitting that DK Metcalf came up with the big play to help his team win this game because it is the emergence of DK Metcalf over the last two seasons that has you believing like, damn. Russell Wilson finally got a number one receiver. And all this time that we've always talked about his him not having a receiving court, him not having a receiving court, he finally has one. In the draft where the New York Jets are picking up our... So listen how backwards this is, right? New York Jets and the New York Giants. In a in a, in a highly quarterback talented draft, the New York Giants are picking a running back. In a highly talented wide receiver draft, the New York Jets are picking a quarterback. Or they picked some shit. They picked some offensive linemen, I think. And the New York Giants, are, oh, this is when they're picking their quarterback. Where it should have been, they should have had Deshaun Watson and then picked up DK Metcalf. And then they should have DK Metcalf and Deshaun Watson playing for the New York Giants. Like, that was a real-life possibility, Giants fans. Just to let you know. Jets fans, too. There was a real possibility that you could have had Deshaun Watson and DK Metcalf on the same team. Instead, Saquon Barkley out for the year. Daniel Jones, who has more has more turnovers than he has games played. Actually, he has doubled the amount of turnovers than he has games played. He has tripled the amount of turnovers than he has touchdowns. Tomorrow's going to get heated. We're going to talk about the AFC lease tomorrow. NFC lease tomorrow, actually. It's going to get heated. New York City football sucks. It sucks. It don't matter if it's the JTS or the New York Giants. New York City football sucks. They might as well be both of these teams might as well be might as well be ran by the same individual. They suck. Historically suck. 
And even as bad as they both suck, they both, if the season ended today, still wouldn't get the number one pick in the draft. That would go to the Atlanta Falcons. As they just let go of their organ as they just let go of their head coach and their and their GM. Because it's not the quarterback. It's obviously the head coach and the GM. It isn't it's nothing to do with the talent on the field or the guy leading your talent. It's not the guy that's always had a wide receiver, a Hall of Fame um receiver his whole entire career. Nah, nothing to do with that. It's gonna be interesting to see because I don't think Matt Ryan deserves to keep having his job, which which makes it makes it feel, find real interesting because you see how the Dallas Cowboys are still giving all of this praise to Dak Prescott, and I'm telling you right now, I find it hard to believe that Dak Prescott is going to start again ever for the Dallas Cowboys. I have a stronger faith. That Dak Prescott is going to start for the New Orleans Saints versus the da versus the Dallas Cowboys. I have a better feeling that at this pace, he'll start for the Atlanta Falcons before he start for the Dallas Cowboys. At this pace, he may even have to start for the Cleveland Browns before he starts again for the Dallas Cowboys ever again in his career. We ain't going to see Dak Prescott back for two years, folks. Let's not get this twisted. We are not going to see Dak Prescott back for two years. He's going to be gone all of this year. He's going to be gone for a good portion of next year, I'm still going to assume. If not all of next year. And even if he comes back next year, who's starting him? You understand, if he makes it onto a roster next year... It's, it's strictly out of love and respect to be like, oh, let's give him a chance. But nobody's looking to play him in a game next year. You literally, we literally may not see Dak Prescott suit up as a starter for a professional football team until 2022. And if that's the case, New Orleans, Atlanta, New York, Ohio. Look for him to be there. But to say that he goes back to Jerry World as a starter? I know Jerry loves, has, has loyalty to his players. You fully know when Jerry Jones is feeling a player. You know because he gets old man from family guy uncomfortable, like, like kind of uncomfortable around him. Like, come here, Dex. Let me... Let me see you throw the football one time for miss. Oh, so, oh yeah, such a bulging muscles. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, you know when Jerry Jones is feeling somebody. There's no question about it. I don't know if he's feeling Dak Prescott in a way that gets Dak Prescott back on the field and starting with the Cowboys after he's done with his recovery and can actual play and lead a team back. Think Alex Smith. Think Teddy Bridgewater. It's going to be a while before we see Dak Prescott again. Not just in the National Football League, but even longer as a starting quarterback for the National Football League. But this little section, as I... As I, as I, as I Got sidetracked. What's about to be about Dak Prescott or the Cowboys? <laughs> I was just talking about all the possibilities that players can go to. Because I was just letting you know of, of how bad some of these organizations have been running themselves. Houston, New York, the fact that they pass up on DK Metcalf. Because now that Russell Wilson has one, one decent, reliable receiver that's only fucked up once that we've seen. We're talking about now, he has a guy that over 22 games has put up 496 yards and five touchdowns. I'm sorry, not 22 games. My bad. My bad. My bad. That's 22 receptions for this season he has. He's put up 496 yards and five touchdowns this season. 
That's one touchdown per game. But even more importantly, DK Metcalf is averaging 22 and a half yards per reception. Like, let that sink in as great Hall of Fame numbers. Like, you understand? I got that number sent to me very, very, very late into starting the show. So I didn't get a chance to go ahead and look. Where did that? Where does that put DK Metcalf when you compare him now to Jerry Rice? In a season, that is. Because remember, everybody has to start somewhere before we can see the fulfillment of their career, right? But where does that put him amongst the Jerry Rices? Where does that put him amongst the line um amongst the lines of of Randall Moss? Where does that put him amongst the lines of Terrell Owens? Where does that put him amongst the lines of Chad Ochocinco? I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking of some of the dynamic wide receivers to burst out into the scenes over the last 30, 40 years. Where does that put him in line with some of those guys? Because obviously we don't understand what like Jerry Rice was in a completely different era and his era wasn't so past friendly but he still was f super fed the ball Randy Moss and some of these other guys while they still weren't in a past friendly era they were in past friendly seasons that put up ridiculous numbers I want to know how DK Metcalf lines up with all of that just like how I want to know how is this NBA draft really going to look in 2018 or in on November 18th this year. Where I told you guys we were gonna start doing we we're gonna start doing some draft research. And I and I'm gonna let you guys know now. The first line level of research that I did, Mellow Bowl may not go number one. I've seen a couple of draft boards and he may fall he may fall as low as number three when it comes to him being drafted. And that's because, as you know, the NBA, as much as they love their point guards, and every team knows that they need a point guard to win. The NBA loves their big men as well. And if they can find a big man of comparable talent or that, or that shows that he may even have transcendent developmental talent, they're going to go with that big man. So Melo Ball may fall to third just because of some of the big men that are there ahead of him. Now, one of the things that I, that I did want to... That I did want to... Um, I did want to readdress and, re and retouch is... Knicks fans, there are a couple of guys that are out there, and we're gonna look. And we're gonna look into some of these point guards that are said to be coming out. But not only with the eighth pick, are you talking about still possibly getting one of the top three point guards that were coming out? You also have the opportunity to get the point guard that you have talked about since last draft. And that is Cole Anthony. If he really is the point guard that you want, you don't let him fall to Sacramento at 12. You don't let him go to Phoenix at 10 and, and, and get a better point guard for, for Devin Booker. You don't let him go to Washington at 9 and let them and let them find John Wall's replacement. You don't let that happen. If Cole Anthony is really the point guard that you want, then you're gonna have to look into him. Because right now they have the Knicks drafting Tyrese. Halliburton. And to be honest with you, I don't know shit about Tyrese. Only last thing I heard about Tyrese, he was about to make another Fast and Furious music, uh, um, Fast and Furious movie. But you know what that means? That just means that you have to tune in for another Fast and Furious movie. Just like how we're about to end this podcast. And if you want more sports, you're going to have to come and join us in just about 27, 27, 30 hours from now, actually. We'll be back tomorrow night at 8.07 p.m. We're going to have a full house here. We're going to have our three-hour show. We're going to get zooted. We're going to get booted. But most of all, we're going to talk some sports. So once again, I want to thank you guys for listening in any platform that you have decided to listen to. This, I am your host, the one and only Dallin Tomah Taylor, a.k.a. your favorite Army vet, a.k.a. the Dungeon Dragon, a.k.a. the Army Black Knight, a.k.a. the Brooklyn Buzzsaw, and I am out of here. Sorry, B. I tried. Honest. 
All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. No lag, no lag. Gonna share my talents with Podbean Live. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gabbers. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. New, improved, my T podcaster. Potting down now. Last call for drinks. Bars closing. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't want to go far. Wild night. Tired, B. Tired. My teeth. For the way you stack the deck, you need a better percentage than that, B.